Season three, episode six, which means it's uh, number 36, Josh. <laughs> uh, we got a game called King of Dragons. Uh, have you ever heard of King of Dragons before we play this, not. Josh? I have not heard of King of Dragons. I did not. What's the first thing you think about? For me, personally, I thought of a... Uh, uh, Dragon View a little bit. And I was thinking of straight up Game of Thrones is what I was thinking. See, no, I I wasn't I was thinking more of a Dragon View style game. And then the more I thought about it, I was sitting here thinking, I go, Oh, well yeah, you know, there's some mythical stuff, you know, so maybe some type of RPG. I was also thinking of uh Several puns like uh, dragging these nuts no, across yeah, your face yeah. or dragging ass yeah. or something like yeah. that. So uh, uh, I would, but when you sit there and think about King of Dragons, I'm exactly thinking it's some sort of RPG, uh, maybe type of gauntlet or something like that. You know, going to be a lot of, of slayings, what I think. So do you want me to read the back of the box for you, Josh? Yeah. King of Dragons. And uh, just so you know, the. Uh, the G and dragons is like a dragon tail. Oh, nice. And the cover looks pretty badass. I'm flipping it around. It shows this gnarly looking mm-hmm. dragon and you got like the freaking, I don't know, I guess that's the cleric or I don't even know what the hell's going on, but there's a lot happening. There's there. a lot happening on the front of that box. But that I think, looks cool. I think probably my favorite thing is just that G having the dragon tail. Yeah. So a shroud of darkness has fallen over the kingdom of malice and a prophecy of evil is about to be fulfilled. From somewhere deep in the caves of despair, Gildas stirs from his slumber. He has waited for nearly a year, and the time has arrived for him to begin his reign of destruction and to claim his rightful place as the King of Dragons. The armies of Malice lie defeated on the battlefield, now as the creatures of darkness stand ready to plunge the land into the abyss, a new band of adventurers stand ready to battle Gildas and his minions to dispel darkness from the land forever. And then it's kind of got like four screenshots. It says 16 levels of medieval melee uh, for one or two players, simultaneous play, and choose from five unique characters, including fighter, dwarf, elf, and wizard. Okay. Well, that's kind of funny. It says choose for five unique characters. Fighter, dwarf, elf, and wizard. That's four. I guess there's a cleric in there, correct? There is a cleric. Okay, that's just kind of strange. So so they forgot to mention the cleric. I guess they just kind of... Would you... What would a cleric be? More like a wizard slash elf? Maybe they just put it together, (laughs) you know? The damn clerics can't get no damn love. Well, I mean, I do D&D and stuff like that, so there is a difference, and I'm not going to nitpick it. So, <laughs> so uh, this is pretty interesting. It's a Capcom game. So, uh, uh, let's just say this. Uh, the, it was an arcade machine. Uh, it came in, it was a four-player arcade. Uh, September 1991, I think, is when the, the cabinet came to North America. Uh, but it was April of 94 when it came to Super Nintendo. <laughs> so here's just a little bit of information that I think is pretty interesting. Uh, uh, it was developed and published by Capcom. In North America, it was published by, uh, or the people that brought it over is by, called Romstar. R-O-M-S-T-A-R. It's California-based. And uh, they started up in like 1984 and they did some distribution for SNK in the early days uh, before SNK had its own SNK America. Uh, They basically, what they were doing is they were licensing uh, arcade games for uh, Tato or Tato. Uh, They were distributing stuff for Capcom, SNK, Toplan, SATA. And uh, then basically games for like Super Nintendo, Nintendo Game Boy, and they lasted until about 1994, and then they were absorbed by another company. I think in the grand scheme, they were absorbed by Capcom, which makes sense. Uh, but, you know, just some of the other stuff that they had distributed, because, I mean, you know, Romstar was just kind of the middleman, I think, to get them here. But they helped distribute Bubble Bobble, uh, partially, and uh, uh, 19... 19- 
42, Ghost and Goblins, Double Dragon 2. So they handled some stuff for some of the bigger manufacturers and helped bring it over. Uh, it was directed by Tomashi Satamoto, who uh, just kind of, you're going to dig the composer. So <laughs> I got, I'm got i excited about the composer. So uh, Satamoto, he produced Street Fighter 3, New Generation. He directed uh, Resident Evil, Survivor 2, Code Veronica, uh, so he had a pretty good, uh, pedigree, I guess. And so here's something I think will catch your attention, Josh. It was composed by Yoko Shimomura. Uh, that she, name sounds familiar. She was at, with Capcom, but ended up moving to Square Enix. Okay. And, uh, she worked on stuff like Final Fight, Street Fighter 2, and some of the Final Fantasy games. She had work in the Super Mario RPG. Okay. The music on it. Solid game. Parasite Eve, Legend of Mana, Xenoblade Chronicles, and is probably most well known for her work in writing a lot of the music for Kingdom Hearts. Solid. So I was pretty excited over that. I was like, holy crap. Now, of course. I say, you're a secret harmonic person, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I love I'll it. I say, it's solid. I played all the other ones. So, uh, you know, I just thought all that was kind of, you know, you had some good people on this. Uh, so, I, I, what I, to me, this is a beat em up. Uh, I've seen some places call this a, a arcade RPG. I don't think this is any sort of RPG for me. I mean, no, there's it's a, an arcade, it's it, an arcade slasher. Just it's cause, a dungeon crawler. Yeah, I was going to say, just because there's a loose story to me, this doesn't tip the needle as an RPG. This is just a, let's just go beat shit out. Yeah, stuff. this it's is a, a beat em up. It's an, it's a side stroller arcade style. Maybe hack and melee, slash. Yeah, yeah maybe melee. Yeah, yes. I like that. So, uh, you know, you start on, the left side of the screen, you move toward the right, and you beat up all kinds of enemies, like lizard folks and I think werewolf skeletons, orcs, goblins. Yeah, you know exactly what you would expect in a old timey in- medieval setting. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna save it. I'm not gonna rant. Okay, okay. It's on the break it side. Uh, <laughs> the one of the things that, and I could see, uh, you know, how you could. This would be a popular cabinet. Now, of course, it came to the Super Nintendo. They lost uh, four players. They had to go down to two. And, uh, you know, you can choose between an elf, a wizard, a fighter, a cleric, and a dwarf. And uh, so each one has their... And you can just about assume, you know, which one has, you know, skills. Fighter has his sword. He's basically the tank. And you got... A bow and arrow. You got your wizard, and so you know you know your wizard's gonna be powerful with magic. Maybe not. He's a glass cannon. Yes, yes. So yeah, he's a glass. Uh, cannon. You get, and I think all these guys and girls that you play as, uh, I guess if you level them up enough, you just they're gonna do their their job. So you make your way through the world, sixteen stages. I will go ahead and preface and say I did not make it through the 16th stage. I couldn't make it to the 16th stage. So I made it probably about two-thirds of the way through the game. Uh, I was going to go back and try to put some Game Genie codes in, perhaps. I just wanted to see what the ending was, but I was didn't do that. So, uh, uh, But it's, it's kind of mindless mayhem. Uh, and uh, I think that's about all. Is there The, the button mapping is... I guess somewhat okay at best. You yeah. have jump, you have attack, you have jump attack. Well, you, you know, you can do that. And then you have like special. Yeah. Lightning attack or whatever. The Fire. Hell. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know that to me, there ain't really a whole lot much more to this game. Is there anything that I've missed Josh on building up what this game is? No, I mean, uh, I, I can sort of, like I said, it, they call it an RPG. It's not. Like, there are some stories. I think it was loosely called some folks may. To me, it's like this doesn't. Well, yeah. I mean, there, there's a loose story there. But I couldn't tell you what it is other than you're trying to go to the last level and beat the baddie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to go fight the BBEG. <laughs> BBEG? Yeah. Big. Tell me. What is it? Big bad evil guy. Big bad evil guy. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, do you want to go ahead and jump into make it and break it, Joshua? Sure. So, 
for me, for starters, God can't lie, man. Opening scene, the opening part of the game, right? Not terrible. It, it was, it was, it was on par. I think. I think it was solid. And uh, you kind of go in with some of it. Uh, the graphics aren't great, but they look and feel like they work. You know, I mean, like I say, this is ported over from What's an that? old arcade, but you know. Where the graphics, I felt, were kind of a little blocky. That's exactly what I expect of an arcade freaking exactly. player, you know? I mean, we're not playing, like, freaking, you know, X-Men arcade game or something, you know? This is a, an older Capcom game that was brought, well, older now. But, uh, no, that's exactly what I expected yeah. it to look like. Yeah, I expected an arcade feel, and that's what you got out of it. So, uh, you know, one thing... Uh, uh, I'm probably going to save this one for last. Uh, but to go on into arcade, the arcade feel, uh, just even like the characters you pick, your character select screen, you know, your power-ups. Uh, A lot the character select. Your continues and all that. The way the whole thing played, it did feel like you were playing just a straight-up arcade cabinet, which I think is what they were going for and I think they definitely yeah, they the ball succeeded out of the park on that. Yeah, they succeeded on that. Easy. But let's say uh I love the character selection. I did play with every single character. Okay. Each character has their pros. They also have their cons. Right. But what do you expect? I mean that that's just the way those games are, depending on which character you choose depends on the pros and the negatives. Like the wizard, glass cannon. All powerful, two hits you dead. Same with the ranger type deal. They have that awesome range, but they don't have a lot of health. The fighter, a lot of health, a lot of damage. Uh, just to throw this out here, because there's, uh, I'm gonna have to play into your. This is gonna be something I know will be in your your make it, and I've been cracking up. But when it just a preface when I played this. The first time or two I played it, I actually had somebody here uh, that I played it. Oh, you done? You done couch co-op? And uh, so I will put it in here. You know, single player and co-op play. Uh, I did go back and play single player, which I felt like was a different game. To be honest, I, I uh, guarantee you, it was. I feel like in single player it was a little more uh, challenging, technical. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think when playing co-op. It was more of like a mad dash. Anytime an autumn fell on the screen oh, or whoever, killing stuff. Whoever could yes. I, and it, just like you would in an arcade. It's like, you know, okay, you see like uh, something that you assume is points. Uh, you would be like, okay, uh, I'm getting that. I don't give a crap. Like if it's gold oh, oh, and the other dude's fighting, I'm getting that damn gold. I and need health. If oh. it's health, I'd probably be like, okay. I, I'm at half and he's at a quarter. I'm eating it. If I'm like at three quarters <laughs> and they're a quarter, I'd be like, okay, there's health over here. Uh, but that is going to lead I bet, in, you, I bet you that was entertaining. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to probably save the final part of that for the final make it because uh, it was kind of neat. But all this leads up to is it's a point system that I can probably get behind. Yeah. I can agree with it because... It was, I know you're the points guy. You love having points, even no matter how me, useless they are. If you in give me a game with points, it's all about the high score. Uh, the, uh, I, and, and that's how I felt this was. Uh, uh, the, uh, sorry, I'm topping as I do this. Uh, it was absolutely that. It's like, I looked and I had a higher score than the folks I was playing with. And I'm like, I got to keep that higher score, yeah. you know, and give uh, me all the gold. And so like, I feel like once again, that is one of the targets that we're trying to hit. And, you know, I don't give a crap about a whole lot of points, but I was like, okay, okay. I can mess with these points. And, uh, but that's also, like you said, that's the whole aspect of an arcade cabinet is you play for points on an arcade cabinet. Uh, the other part, especially playing it two player is, well, we'll go in and say there's a lot of bosses. 
Uh, boss first stage. And, and there's, yeah, so you're getting 16 bosses, you know. So, and each player isn't stuck on the same plane. And I thought that was a big deal. Yeah. So, like, you could move vertically Vertical. and hor- horizontally. And that helped out a lot because I think the game would have been a mess if you had to share a plane. Yeah. And and there was a pretty good vertical plane that you could move up and down. So uh, it kept you from feeling like you were right on top of each other. Like yeah. you could go fight and do your thing and then help out without like feeling like you were impeding or anything. Uh, but with that going on, especially with all the boss fights and stuff, one of the coolest things was uh, playing it as two-player. Whoever landed the final blow on the boss, like if I was the Barbarian and Zach, the guy I was playing with, was the wizard, it would say, Death Blow by Barbarian. Or it would tell you who put the death blow. So technically, I'm the guy, like when you put a puzzle together that holds the last piece, Just, and I put it in and yeah. say, I, I put it together, motherfuckers. You know? yeah. Like you literally do that. You could carpet bag it and say, <laughs> nope, I ain't playing. And then you put that final blow in, and it'd be like, Josh put the death blow in. And I was like, I kind of like that. Now, my question is this. Did it give you just the points or did it split them up? I think there was probably a split of points, to be, to be honest. I didn't really pay attention. Because how big of an asshole move would it, it be? It would have been. If you were the one that gets the last hit in no. and you get all the points. What if you were over there just like, letting your boy just over there just hey, like, man, pow, pow. Bow, bow. And all of a sudden, like you get them to like that one sliver, and then you drop your lightning bolt attack, and yeah. they kill them. That would be a dick. Move. <laughs> it would be a super dick move. So, uh, well, it had been funny. So while I was playing it, this part I thought was funny. I felt like I needed to add for you, okay? Because uh, I would not. I guess we're old, but uh, I've never played this game. But mind you, I was alive during the Super Nintendo era. Era, so. Uh, you know, I forget that some folks probably aren't, and then there's just stuff that's modern day that I assume is the way it used to be. Yeah. So as I was playing this, in co-op, another friend came in, and they uh, go and play Dungeons and Dragons, I think, every Saturday or Sunday. I do it every Sunday. So they made a quote that I thought was funny, probably unwarranted. They're just talking to themselves. So this is why it's so much more funny to me. Uh, the characters, the ones you, like you said, are kind of styled like in a Dungeons and Dragons style. Yeah. Uh, and, and you do kind of get a Dungeons and Dragons vibe. Uh, like just, you know, you're killing a lot of the same enemies. You know, the game can be completely different, but if you just looked at it, you could see where somebody could say, oh, this looks like a Dungeons and, like a game that's has something to do with Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I bet in high school, if I came in and I was like, look at what I got, I'd probably got my nuts kicked. Because oh, yeah. there, there wouldn't have been nobody saying, oh, that's cool, you know. Yeah. But they said, uh, as they were talking to each other, and they said, man, this must have been how Dungeons & Dragons was in the 90s. It's a lot different now. This must have been how they played back then. And I'm like, I don't think that's exactly it. But I was cracking up because no. I'm like, that's funny as shit to me. No, Dungeons & Dragons is still the same. Just different editions. They're like, this must have been how they played it back in the Dark Ages, you know? It's like, this was like 1994, motherfucker. Yeah, you know? no, no, no. Still, you had to use your imagination. You still done the whole tabletop. But, granted, I mean, you gotta look at it. The new Baldur's Gate just released. And it's heavy emphasis on Dungeons & Dragons and Pathfinder. And everybody is loving that game. But, back then, you know, Nintendo didn't really have that aspect. The closest thing I would call to being like a D&D themed would be all your turn-based RPGs. Like your Mario's Quest of the Seven Stars. Or, you know, any Final Fantasy game that's turn-based. Mm-hmm. That would be your closest expectation to a D&D themed game because it is all turn-based. What I'm thinking is if you threw on Gauntlet, it would blow his mind. This, to me, I kind of had a feeling like this was Dungeons and Dragon vibe mixed with Gauntlet. But instead, I feel like the Gauntlets that I really liked and enjoyed was like some of the ones on Xbox where it was top down and you were moving vertical like through the map yeah. and hacking and slashing. That you know that that is exactly. I did kind of have a, a Gauntlet. See, vibe I, I I had a Gauntlet feel. The Gauntlet arcade cabinet. 
feel to this one. So, uh, I've got one last thing for make it. And let, do you have anything on your heart you need to say about well, this? Well, I mean, I, I, I could go all day about the characters and everything like that. Cause like I said, they all have their pros. They all have their cons. There's probably a best character out of them all, depending on how you play. Uh, I gotta go ahead and tell you about speed run. Apparently there is, yeah, there's a faster one than any, apparently. Yeah. Now I will, I will say too, just to preface or, you know, to go back on is there's a lot of bosses. The bosses were, there was a couple that were kind of the same, Yeah. but, uh, Hey, you're in the force. You get spotter. Hey, you're over here in this castle. You get these freaking three headed snake. You're in a dungeon. Guess what? There's a goddamn dragon. Yeah, so uh, a three-headed dragon. I do Actually, think it's a Hydra, but still. I do think they kind of did. Well, I just called it a three-headed snake, but uh, I think it did pretty good, giving me different boss designs. It did, but like you said, there was a couple of them that shared the same type of moves. But overall, I said, each boss still each boss still had their unique feel, which was I thought was solid still. Uh. But it all, like I said, if you've done this with a couch co-op, like how you did, one of these would have to be like a fighter cleric type deal. I was I was the, the barbarian. That's typically the guy I like to play yeah, with. Yeah, the tanky. And dude. I think he was you the one with the bow and arrow. Or maybe he was the wizard. I can't remember. He, yeah, that's the thing. What I was saying is he was the range damage right. dealer. So, and that's normally how you want to do it whenever you do any type of co-op. But whenever you're doing single player... Unless you're just absolutely perfect, you gotta be the tank. Uh, for me, and this is my biggest one, we can keep going on some more stuff too, but I did feel like playing it co-op and singular was two different games. It was. Uh, because the first time I played it in co-op, dude, it was just freaking mayhem. Mm-hmm. It was just them... Mad dash. Oh, I see an enemy. Who's it? Let's get on him. Yeah. It was just like regulators, jump bound up. Yeah, you know? jump him. And uh, so, like some of the bosses, there's one part where this one boss was just laying into me, and Zach's over there going, pew, 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 and he's just slaughtering this dude. Of course, this dude just like butt fucked me twelve times. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, but uh, uh, so I mean, it was literally playing with two people. There wasn't a whole lot of strategy involved. Uh, I think, well, I better save some of that for the break it. Because him playing as the range, there was some enemies that was a lot easier for him to attack than my damn barbarian. But uh, so then I play it on single player and I'm like, man, like it was pretty tough to get to where we were. And I get on single player and I'm like, it's almost a little easier at least going to the bosses because so, instead of just mad dash yeah. trying to kill them, you're actually watching the pattern. Well, it's hard to watch a pattern. I just tell you this from experience. It's hard to watch a pattern on a boss and figure it out when one dude's just over there going ham on. Yeah. Then you're just like, why are you doing like you're Leroy Jenkins and yeah. you're getting over there and hacking with it. But like if like in single player, you can actually kind of sit back and take your time with set. it. Uh, I think at one point I actually ran out of time and it, killed me and I had another life but I was just waiting on the pattern and literally my time ticked out yeah. for the pattern but that was one thing that was really kind of cool was like when I went back and played single player I was like man I can go through the second stage I think you got farther in single player than I did in two player yeah so that was kind of weird uh what else do you have Josh that's all I've got in make it so uh that's all I got for now I mean let's I, I could harp on it do all the, compar- the comparisons to D&D and all that, but I'm not going to. Well, I'll jump into Break It, and I'm going to throw one thing out there that wasn't noticeable, and the one player that was very noticeable in the set, the two-player is, uh, my God, there was some serious chugging issues happening in two-player. Oh, really? And once again, this may have been emulation, but I had zero effects of this playing at single player. So I had no problems uh, with chug. Oh, there was some pretty bad chug, especially when you're talking about bosses, uh, flying things. Uh, there was chug and it. There was like a couple times where it was just like, good God, is the whole game going to just freeze and stop right here? But uh, there was two player, even though it was still fun, it was just kind of like, at one point, I feel like you just kind of look at the other player like, okay, well, 
let's let this pass real quick. Yeah. You know? Uh, so there was a uh, major chugging issues. Uh, I guess, uh, probably one of the bigger things that is kind of, I, I guess I ain't really going to say it bad. I've got this labeled as goofy. This is the goofiest part of the game. Some of the level designs and the length of the levels is just fucking goofy. Like, yeah. I swear that if you tell me a level, like, uh, to me, in a, a game like this, a level, if you told me it was like a two to four minute level, okay, yeah, Good I get average. It. I swear to God, there was levels that I don't think was 15, 20 damn seconds, you know? It was like... The boat level. Yeah, I was like, what in the hell? The, was that a level? Yeah, that, the boat travel was, you got, what, six enemies? Nine I don't enemies? know. It was bad, though. Kill them as fast as you can. Level ends. Yeah. Cool. And then you get to the, you're like, did we do something special? Did we screw something up? Yeah. No, it was just a super short level. I don't understand. Like, I thought that maybe there'd be a little more consistency between it. Because, I mean, like, I don't even, I don't even know if the boat level had like a final boss, did it? I can't remember. No, the boat level was literally like six to nine enemies and that was it. So see, when I say there's 16 levels or 16 bosses, there really wasn't because there wasn't a boss on that. It was like, how the hell? Is there not a freaking boss? Yeah. Uh, I was at least expecting, expecting to fight like a Kraken or something like that. Uh, so then, I guess this kind of goes into Goofy, too. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hop in level one. You're just over here kind of like uh, uh, old dude from Hitch. Just... I was just staying in your, right here. Stay in your lane. And you're over here, you're killing a few things. You're like, man, this game's pretty fun. Get to like stage two. You're like, all right, man, we rolling. Stage three getting a little little tougher. Like stage five, holy shit, what happened? <laughs> like the devil himself is out here fighting me. Like, dude, the difficulty, like, I don't, oh, I don't it know. It, it was probably like about level six. Like it ramps. Fuck's sake. Like it went from like, okay, this is this is okay. It's it's going to get tougher. Okay, yeah, it's a little tougher. Oh, wow, that boss is kind of tough to... Holy shit. Yeah. How yeah. do you kill these bastards? It's putting your toes in the water. And you're like, okay, okay. And then you take a step. Now the the water's up to like probably mid-calf. Yeah. Next thing you, you know, the boat's going and yeah. you're getting nothing around. Next step, it's about to your knee. Third step, you're like, okay, it's about waist high. Then after that, like you said, oh, you're drowning. Now... That's probably, dude, if if it was me and it was Capcom and I'm going to be like, well, hey, you know what? Just because the game's tougher, you know what them kids are going to do? They're going to feed some more quarters. Oh, yeah. Them. So I'm guessing that's why it is. And uh, uh, See, and that, that brings it in to one of my break-its, too, is with it being an arcade cabinet game, you know this was designed to suck quarters. Right. So your continues, theoretically, that's should... A quarter, yeah, cent every time. Yeah, it, it should be on that type of game unlimited. I would think so too. That was bullshit. I didn't even mark that down, but you're one hundred percent right. Because I mean, I'm just gonna say, like, I got, I think it was like level ten. I got to that might have been the farthest I got somewhere in that I, area. Yeah, I, and I, then I ran out. Of, I ran out. Damn, continues. It's like, okay, you know what? 12. Give me an alternate ending, or tell me I suck. But damn it, I just played like. It wasn't that. It wasn't that long. But I was like, I just played like thirty minutes of my damn life. Now you're gonna make me start all yeah. the way back over from fucking scratch. I say it's a solid thirty to forty five minutes to get uh, ten to twelve. I mean, even if it was uh, continue with a different character, but or hey, decrease point value. Okay. Or or how about this? Because this was another breaker for me. You're dropping all that gold for money. Why doesn't the gold add up to once you hit a certain amount gives you an extra life? Okay, well, you're going to get me started on some golds and some drops and some power-ups. Number one, not knowing what the fucking power-ups do sucks. Okay, yeah, it's gold. I know that's points, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, there's a damn gem over here. Is this gem going to give me health? Is it going to give me points? Well, it gives you points. But it's like, do I really need like six different colored gems? Like, just give me a gem. Like, well, the, and there was some certain things that did give me health that I didn't think would give me health. The gems, the different colors meant different value. So, yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. You know, give me points, whatever. But then, 
to go in with that, there was a lot of the drops that just felt useless. It was just points. Uh, I felt like they could have did better, especially with limiting you on continues of perhaps giving you a little bit more health or opportunity for health. Or, hey, this is just me. Throw in a merchant where I can spend gold. Right. Uh, well, the other part that I have in with the power-ups uh, and the, the drops, uh, especially this. This is one that really pissed me off. And so like, you finish a stage and you get like an armor or a fucking weapon upgrade. Yeah, that was pretty much irrelevant. I mean, yeah, you're leveling your guy or your girl up, whichever one you're picking. So you get your sword. And it only really lets you pick. You just get a random one. Oh, I got a sword this time. I guess I'm getting a shield next time or whatever. But like at the level that your player was progress- progressing, Dude. the enemies were progressing twice as fast yeah. as you. So it's like, hey, I got a new sword. That's awesome. I should be able to kick the shit out of stuff. No, guess what? I still got to hit these motherfuckers like 15 times, yeah. maybe more than I had to because everybody else leveled yeah. up. So I'm like, son and, of a bitch. I was like, why are you even giving me this if it really doesn't matter? Because Oh, it mattered. It changed the cosmetic of your weapon. It did change the cosmetic, and that was about it because, <laughs> oh, okay, well, I was killing blue lizard guy with X amount of shots. Now I got purple lizard guy. I've got, a, I've got a better weapon, but now I've got to hit him more times. It's like, fuck's sake, give me a level with the blue lizard guys again so I feel like I like did Earned something, it, yeah. you know? I was just like, oh, it's just another useless fucking sword power-up or or a, a useless wizard staff, yeah. you know? And, and that part kind of pissed me off, to be honest. Oh, no, I can tell you what pissed me off the most about it. Your special attack consumed health. Why? You Okay. This is just why did it consume hell? This is weird. Uh, so number one, give me a mana bar. Why, yeah, I'm, I'm very surprised there wasn't like a health and magic bar, especially when you're introducing wizards and clerics. I'm like, this is like you know, even as DND Diablo, you got your red yep. vial and your blue vial, yeah. And I can understand for a barbarian that blue vial probably don't mean shit, but to that wizard, that is his whole attack, yeah. you know. Uh, Seeker of mana, same thing. But the thing that I had an issue with was uh, number one, how weird. I mean, I guess I'm really no comment on, but. So when you would get one of these power-ups that popped up as a balloon, how weird is it that it's a balloon? Don't you think it should just be a power-up? You walk over and it says, hey, you have like a power blast or something like that. You have a special attack. It was kind of weird. Was it as a balloon? I don't know. It looked like a little ball, a little floating ball. I, th- looked, I thought it was a to, balloon. To me, it looked like a floating stone. Okay. But, I mean. but And, you know, I did push them through the stage. And, oh, yeah. Know, and then I would accidentally hit them and stuff, too. But I'm just like, wouldn't this just be easier to say, hey. Plus you obtained one. a special attack. Because, I mean... You th- got your Nova Bomb. Because those things do vanish. Yes. After and, a while. And and I did have a problem. I never knew how many, if any, I had. Like, I swear, I didn't know if I had one. I just hit a damn button. Now, I, w- I would say I'd spam it, especially when I was playing a boss. And I, got, I was like, oh, shoot, I'm about dead. Let me spam these attacks real quick. Yeah. And, but... Yeah, it was like, hey, we're going to keep this a damn secret. And to be honest, it probably had something to do with your display down there. But the display was pretty much, uh, once again, oh, a moot point. You couldn't look down there. There's too much shit going it on. It was you know? a display. And there was this little bar that was red, yellow, and green. It was all one cut, one bar, which was your health bar. If you took damage, it moved down. If you used your special attack, it chunk. moved down. I didn't notice that because it's like, well, hell, I never know when I got a damn special attack. I just ride around, hit a damn no, button. Not, not, uh, not your uh, balloon attack, but no, like if you, like I think if you hit Y, like you'd summon the lightning or right, what, fire. That, or that's whatever. what I'm deeming as a special attack. Okay. And you would consume life points. You would consume health. All right. Here's the other part of that. Why the fuck does a barbarian summon lightning or fire? I don't know. I would figure a special attack would be a charge, a heavy hit melee attack. Well, maybe a barbarian. I can see kind of like maybe He-Man style. You lift the sword up and the lightning bolt this hits isn't, it. This isn't wild magic barbarians. You, 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 who says it's not? <laughs> who says it's not? Uh, okay, here, here's another thing. Now, I'm thinking of it. I don't think there was a bat in this game. 
I've, I would totally expect there to be a bat. Out of all the games, I don't remember seeing a bat. There's not a bat, but there is a flying imp demon. There is that. But, okay. And, let me go ahead and throw this in here, too. This game has lizard men, orcs, goblins, imps, uh, dragons, hydras, uh the undead. The, the lizard men were a little strange. They were a little strange. I felt like that was kind of like the level of department, or not department 56, uh, area uh, 51, where you, the greys are down lower, but the lizard people are in the middle. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I felt like that was the lizard men we were fighting. Like, that's the, how I pictured my <laughs> lizard, my alien <laughs> lizard men, you know, just so you know. But so, but so that they do all this, right? They give it this medieval Dungeon and Dragons type feel. Right. But they don't mention the goddamn cleric on the box. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, <laughs> I just read it and I was like, there's five classes and it was like, you only listed four. Exactly. But, okay, so here's a little beef I got. And I'm only doing it because they were sons of bitches. <laughs> and it's, okay. So, I just... The world goes to hell. You're fighting a lizard man. Somebody says, oh, what happened to Josh? Oh, one of them damn lizard men speared him. Oh, okay, well, them's kind of some big lizard men. Okay, I get it, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, what, what, what happened in your lab, George? Oh, that flying imp came and got the son bitch, you know. <laughs> like, But, you know, like I can understand this defeating somebody. Why the fuck were the skeletons so fucking tough? The skeletons were like the toughest shit. I was like, oh, a skeleton got me. This ain't like no mummy skeleton. But like, no, this was straight skeleton. The skeletons were Throwing tough javelins. as shit. Yes. And I'm just like, dude, I'm just like kicking the shit out of these things. And they just won't die. And I'm like, okay, I've literally fought at this point, like, seven to eight levels of bullshit to get to these skeletons. And these things are way more, uh, I guess, they got more muscle. It looks like they have more to them than a fucking skeleton. They have dense bones. I I got 12-foot skeletons out there. They break, Josh. (laughs) They break. I've just had to get them welded, you know. But, yeah, I'm like, I got in here. Why in the hell are skeletons so tough? Like, Jesus. Like, I hated the skeletons in this. See, and that that brings me to the cleric. Clerics are supposed to be really good against undead. It didn't fucking matter. Like, it really didn't. And that's what pissed me off the most. Is you break this down... Into classes. So your melee attacks, understand. Get up there, fight them. Your ranged attacks, I understand. But a cleric is a holy person. Your one job is to heal the party members and decimate the undead. And you didn't even give me that. I felt like... So you gave me a shit character... Who had a range of a one-inch dick attack? I do feel that they missed the mark on de- making all five of their characters distinguish. Like they were different. Don't get me wrong, but I felt like they you should have made more of a difference with them. So, like, I the mean, fighters should have been able to use both melee and range. The barbarians should have been tough as fuck. Be out there hitting people. The cleric should decimate the undead and have some type of healing property, not only to heal himself, but a party group. Rangers are again rangers. They should be fast and nimble and be able to and do it. Body and morphin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be able to go into a megazord. <laughs> I threw you off a little bit that when you weren't ready. You for did. It. I wasn't ready, but that was solid. <laughs> that look on your face. I'm like, what the fuck is this idiot? Saying? Solid. And then your magic, your wizard person, should be the all-powerful, but a glass cannon. You know, one hit, you're dead. Uh, here's my biggest, this is something, I don't know if it was like this on the arcade. I figure it probably is. I feel like this is probably a very true port from arcade. Like, I don't think a whole lot has changed other than the players. And one thing I have in some fun facts of it. But well, it went from yeah one to two, four to two. The thing that I that was the most frustrating in this whole game to me. Okay, well, 
the flying enemies suck, especially if you were like a barbarian or a fighter. Like, I felt like it was very difficult to hit these guys. Okay, fair enough. You're probably a barbarian wearing armor. It's hard for you to really hit shit flying around. Okay, what are you going to do? Throw your damn sword at it? Go chase your sword down in the field? I can get behind that. But not even, just even against normal enemies, when you were jumping, you were stuck on the plane you were in. Yeah. You couldn't jump and then pivot up. Yeah. And that, and that, it wasn't as noticeable against normal enemies. Yes. It wasn't as noticeable against normal enemies as it was the boss when the boss is moving pretty, you know, fluid. Yeah. Uh, And so you're like, okay, well, I'm pretty close. And there's many times I jumped up and tried to hit and I'd miss him. And I'm like, man, I'm like, how am I'm I missing him? Yeah. yeah I'm and then you're like, street. and the whole time I'm still holding up as I'm jumping, thinking that my guy's going to move up as he jumps yeah. and it did not. Yeah. And that part was, that was the worst. To me, that may have been the worst part of the whole game. The skeletons really did piss me off a lot, but, uh, not being like, you could move on that plane on the ground and no problem with that. But if you jumped, you could not, you, you were walk. stuck yeah. on that plane. And I did not enjoy that. I thought it made some of my boss battles uh, a thousand times harder. Yeah, I didn't enjoy them as much. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, well, this might have been cool, but like I feel like I hit this guy three times, but now I got to. Apparently, I ain't did shit. Yeah. You know, it it was just that part was pretty frustrating to me, and I'm sure you probably weren't able to do it in the arcade either. I don't know. I've never played the arcade cabinet, but that part was probably the thing that deterred me the most because you know I did enjoy playing this game. But like it was a fun game. This game, I was like, this is kind of a simple mechanic that I can't believe is the way it is. Yeah, it's not implemented because I think hell, even the uh, uh, X Men game, you could jump. I'm pretty sure. I know you could unlock turtles. Uh, yeah, and, and if you couldn't, you couldn't notice it, which means they did it well. And uh, and you know, I'll probably throw this in the break too. Uh, uh, I really didn't have much uh, opinion on it until I did the research. But I could tell you, I can't remember any of the music on here. And I'm like, man, I feel like you had, and, and maybe it wasn't you know Capcom's fault, but you know you had a Yoko uh, that did all this stuff, and I think the music was fine, and that maybe that is good because it, it wasn't. But I'm like. I felt like I should have noticed it a little bit more after it that. It blended perfectly with the game itself. But so. I feel like you, we could have probably showcased it a little bit more, just knowing the pedigree that you know of what she'd made. But uh, she, yeah, uh, I bet I couldn't tell you anything about the music. It was just like, it, I guess it was like elevator music to me. I mean, I ain't gonna say that it was bad, but it was unnoticeable. But yeah. of course, it was so much going on in the game, you know. Yeah. Uh, I've got one final word talking about the arcade and the port. And that's probably all I've really got to kick on it. Do you have anything that you would like to say? No, because I think I ranted enough about the D&D similarities. So I just put this here as, you know, and I'm reading it word for word. I feel like it's a better arcade than a Super Nintendo port. I don't think the replayability is as strong on Super Nintendo. I can see feeding quarters into this cabinet. Uh, So I think what probably kills it is on the Super Nintendo... You die, you continue. You die, you continue. You run out, continues. You play it again. You're playing this game back to back to back to back to back. I mean, you're constantly going to play it. If we're just sitting here saying, "Hey, let's play it until we beat this game," there's going to be a lot of you know repetitive gameplay. You know, when you go to an arcade, how often do you think you typically go to an arcade? I mean, I would say that growing up, you know, of course we didn't have money for shit and still don't. But you know, if we went by the mall like once every two months. That was probably a big deal, and I sure as hell didn't have no quarters go feeding a machine. But if you go play in an arcade, say say you had like two dollars in quarters, which is probably pretty good back in the day. Yeah, to that, get going. that's solid. And say you played it for an hour, and then you ran out of quarters. You're probably not going back, even though you're playing it repetitive. And like I did when I was dying and continuing, I was playing it repetitive back to back. But you know, when's the next time you're going to go to an arcade that has that? It's probably going to be at least a couple of weeks at month, best yeah. months. So I feel like the game was not as exposed some of the problems if you only played it every so often. And plus at an arcade, you're not going to go in there and play just one game. That's, no, no, no. You're playing them all. So this is why I think if you had it in a cabinet, if I think we, 
if we went into one of these barcades or went to Token and they had this game there, I think we'd probably enjoy it more as a cabinet because right, so- we're going to bounce around. Uh, Super Nintendo, you know, you're paying, I don't know, probably $40, $50 on that game. And by God, you know, you're like me, you're poor, your parents bought you this game, you're playing this damn game over and over yep. and over. And so I think Until that... Until you become the master. I don't think some of the problems were probably as big a deal as if you only play this game occasionally. That's why I feel like this is a better, by far, a better arcade cabinet than a port to a video game. But that's just me. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't argue with that. All right. Uh... I've only got like one fun fact, Josh, and I'm going to go ahead and knock out your fun fact. And then we're going to talk about speedruns. So I figured that this would have massive like followers behind it. And, and I ain't saying that it, it is. I guess that's the wrong term. I figured when I looked up fun facts, it would be all kinds of shit that I could find. I really didn't. Well, that's kind of disappointing. Uh, so here is really... I figured I was going to piss off a lot of people. This is probably the only fun fact that I had that was notable that I found. Was in the original arcade in the Super Famicom versions, when they're fighting the Hydra, or the Dragon Slash Snake, uh, the, the, when you kill them, you know, the head falls down. Yep. Uh, just like it does in the Super Nintendo. But the Super Nintendo, Nintendo version the heads fell farther toward the screen as to obscure the gore. So even though I didn't by any means think it was gory, I don't know, you maybe got a little blood, a little bit of veins or something coming out. So we kind of got a little nerfed down version. Uh, Of course, this was 94, you know, Mortal Kombat done pissed off a lot of parents, you know. So I would say that is probably what this, what that was. Uh, I remember, you know, I remember Walmart, even then, it was like, we don't take back games that are opened. And by God, they started taking back Mortal Kombat. Yeah. When, when people start getting the spine pulled out, the parents got upset. So I would say it was probably smart of Capcom at that point to... Uh, uh, hey, yeah. To, I was about to say, that, that, that is a logical move on their point. And that would be my guess. Why. Yeah. Now, one thing, uh, maybe it was an outcry overseas and in the Famicom. I never heard anybody over there bitch about Mortal Kombat, but, you know, uh, I don't <laughs> live over there, so I'm not hearing the day-to-day news. I mean, it was on our local news. I remember it. Yeah, Mortal and, uh, Kombat was the most violent game to ever exist at one point in time. And uh, so maybe nobody really cared overseas. That's my guess. No, there's different censorships overseas, so they already had that in place. Because I do know, for a fact, in Australia, uh, the Borderlands games don't have gore. Instead, they leak rainbows. Okay, that's weird. It's very weird, but it's funny. Never played Borderlands game. Solid games. Uh, I got some pretty fun... I'm, I, I, I hate to say fun. I'm very entertained by the speedruns on this. I'm terrified of the speedruns. Uh, so this speedrun... Is by, uh, it's one player, any percent. So you just beat the game. You yeah. Know? Uh, there was no prerequisites, but they were all ran by wizards. So everybody, it showed what everybody picked, and everybody on this list was a lizard. And there was a a, a wizard, not a lizard. You yep. killed the lizards with the wizards. You're a lizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh there's i picked the top five because what do you think a uh speed run just beat this game oh it's gonna be sickening uh, i don't know i'd say it's probably about what you would think for somebody that knows what the hell they were doing playing this game uh well see with me i would have gave it about an hour and i think i could have beat it okay well number five uh, every all these were ranged from one to five years ago when these were set. Uh, this guy's name is Talio One or Telio One T L E O One. I think it's Telio One would be what I go yeah. with. Uh, three years ago, he did it in twenty nine minutes forty nine yeah, seconds. Yeah, see no, no. Uh, number four, Joker of God, did it five years ago. Uh, twenty eight minutes thirty nine seconds. Uh, 
I don't know how to say this name. They're from Quebec. It is N-A-R-A-M-G-A-M-J-A-N. It's Naramgamjan. Naramgamjan. I like it. I feel like it's, oh, Black Betty, Naramgamjan. <laughs> you know, like I feel like it's something it's like It's a Black Betty thing. <laughs> they were, they did it a year ago. They were the newbie on here at 27 minutes, 49 seconds. Uh, Dark Alexander has did it 27 minutes, 25 seconds. And uh, Sorcerer Siege dropped his or her nuts or titties, whatever they want to drop, whatever they've got. They dropped them if they had them. Uh, they pretty much almost won by 30 seconds. It's 26 minutes, 57 seconds. Damn. So uh, I did have uh, uh, two names. I mean, there was a, quite a few people, so just out of curiosity, I feel like your name gets you something. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think I may have a new – Like I feel like every game I've ever played – has a reference of Big Daddy and there's a scoop of Steve. Yeah, in there's there. always a scoop of Steve where there's a Big Daddy or there's uh 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 fuck. Some type of nut dragger. So there is a guy and this is in no order, it was just fun names that was on the list. Uh Funky Fuji was one of Okay. Them. Like it. And instead of Scuba Steve, we had low tier Steve. Well, I, I, I kind of like. I mean, it. low tier Steve, you need to upgrade to scuba Steve. I feel like low tier. I don't know necessarily the meaning, but I feel like you're probably like great value Steve. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm thinking too. Uh, so the same run, but only on expert. That was as normal. Uh, there was uh, three. It's the same three people. Uh, basically, uh, Naram Gim Jam. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I say, so spell it out for me one more time. Uh, I'm trying to see if it's an I or a J. It's N A R A N A R A M G A M, and it's either an I or a J A N. Let's say an I, not me. Naram Gamanian. Nara Gaman. I don't know. Naram Gaman. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Good enough for me. So, <laughs> Naram Gaiman. So Naram Gaiman did it in normal mode at 27 minutes, 49 seconds. In expert mode with the wizard uh, and the lizard, they did it in 33 minutes. So they basically added six minutes. And that's... Yeah. So Alexander, Dark Alexander, did it 27 minutes, 50, 25 seconds. He did it on expert 29, 59 Okay, so you're you're roughly adding anywhere between six to seven minutes. Well, well, Alexander only added about two and a half minutes. Yeah. So Sorcerer Siege did it in twenty six minutes fifty seven seconds. He did it in twenty nine fifty six. So he the top three were the same, but he only won by three seconds, where he was like almost thirty seconds. It was uh twenty twenty eight's what he'd won by yeah. in normal mode. So and it just keeps it keeps going. Uh, so any percent completing the game uh, as two player, and this is what I like. There was uh, is there a chance? No, but the people that are all on the top of this speed run teamed up together and ran co ops on it. Okay. So uh, all of them used the same setup. They used a uh, sorcerer, or I'm sorry, they used uh, a fighter and a wizard. Okay. So everyone that ran them, there wasn't a whole lot. Uh, the number, I'm just going to go from number one down. Number one, uh, Sorcerer, Siege, and Dark Alexander, which were the number ones and threes. Yeah. They, they own it. They did it in 29 minutes, 10 seconds. There's a person, Boyo, B-O-Y-O, or Boyo. 003 and Dark Alexander. So Dark Alexander doing another compilation. Okay. Uh, did it in 30 minutes, 25 sec- seconds. There is this guy's name is Maximus, spelled M-A-E-X-I-M-U-S. And our Nara Gaiman, they did one thirty-three minutes, 51 seconds. And uh, I felt the names, I had to add these people. They did it in 42 minutes. They are 10 minutes slower than the next place. Yeah. Uh, it was Count Gooby and Star Surfer. Nice. I, I can see who damn bothered this uh, this dragon. It'd be Count Gooby, sir, and Star Surfer. <laughs> like I feel like that. 
that's how they should have. Or attention, court, the Slayer of the Dragon, Star Surfer, and Gooby. It used to be Count Gooby, is now uh, (laughs) not Gooby. So, uh, and on Expert, there was one run on Expert with uh, co ops Dark Alexander and Boyo, 3 to 35 minutes, 34 seconds. I know it's a lot of numbers, but. I was very entertained just because. Oh, yeah. That's I think solid. what I like is the people that are from all different countries and different places. Like, hey, this guy's good. Let's. I'm number let's one and number two. Let's, yeah. let's run it. Let's see what we can do. And then I like that Dark Alexander had like two or three different runs with two or three different people. And he's just like, fuck it. Let's run it. Yeah. You, you want to play? Let's do it. Uh, and plus. You know, I mean, these are old Super Nintendo games. This ain't like just getting in a matchmaking lobby and and Call of Duty and you find somebody that might be a friend. Like, you probably had to actively seek friends for this, you know. So, uh, let's jump into your favorite... My favorite part to listen to your anguish (laughs) is price charting and eBay sales. Uh... Let me just ask you this, Josh. Why do you think a loose copy of this game? I, I don't know. So I mean, let's let's look at this. I'm terrified. You kind of got like. There's one thing that I do know is I think anybody can go play Dungeons and Dragons, but I feel like the longer you like, there's a lot of expensive shit. Oh yeah. So I feel like the longer you play it, the more expensive it gets. And there's one thing I don't know if nerds that play Dungeons and Dragons or cool kids, whatever you want to call them. Uh, oh, we're nerds. So you, uh, LARPers. <laughs> We're not LARPers. We're not LARPers. I don't know if you make money and you ain't got shit to spend it on. Or, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like anything else. It's like a hobby. Like, I, I collect video games. How cool is that? Woo, you know? Uh, so you want to damn play a role-playing game. Uh, tisk it, task it. But I feel like there's a lot of Dungeons and Dragons shit that gets expensive. So I feel like this is kind of a, a Dungeon and Dragon type game. Is it expensive? Is it not? It's a it's a Capcom game, which normally has a little fanfare. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of all over the board on. Oh, this. I agree. That's what I'm thinking. So I got two guesses for a loose copy. Tell me your first guess. And, and one of them is my low. You've guess. got what you think it is, and then you got a retarded no, price. No, I got these two guess again. It's on the spectrum. Is it going to be up here or is it going to be down low? Yeah. So my first guess. Would be about twenty three dollars for a loose copy, and that's on the down low side. It is low. That's why I thought my up high is I'm gonna say sixty dollars for a loose. You're low. Still low. You're still low. Okay, so that to me, that means that this game aged greatly with the D and D community. Or the Capcom, or the old cabinet people, or maybe you know. I mean, hey, don't get me wrong. No. I enjoyed this game, but I. No, I was not besides myself. No, it's the D&D community because D&D got the biggest influx of new members, followers, and everything that it's ever seen in the past 10 years that it has ever since it first came out. So that's strictly D&D community. So with that being low, then yeah, a loose cart, probably around 200 bucks. Yeah. Dial it back a little bit. 170 but- well, I'd say a little bit. There's a $10 difference off what I was seeing on the average price on eBay versus price charting. Price charting had it at $99.23. Uh, everything I've seen on eBay is about 110 bucks. Yeah. So what do you think a complete copy goes? Oh, dude, ridiculous amount of money. I'm calling it anywhere between 500 to 900 do your your what is your uh, normal equation? Oh, multiply it by three, so three hundred dollars. On eBay, I seen them on average going three hundred dollars. Uh, price charting three twenty nine. See, and I threw my math out the window because right. of the influx. Now this one is weird. See, it's, my net's it's math. weird. The new one, according to price charting, doesn't seem right. But then wait until I tell you, I, there's not one sold on eBay, but there's one listed for or a couple that are on sale on eBay. And I'll tell you what people are asking for them. And well, it's, see, it's stupid. Well, see, and that's the thing is my normal one now will be multiplied by four. So you're looking at 1200 Okay. Well, you're never going to guess this. So price charting said complete in boxes is 329 
The new one is four hundred and three dollars and fifty cents. Why the hell is Why? the new one seventy dollars yeah. more? So I'm like, okay, well, here's a part where one or two cells have probably influenced the the price charting of this. And so it's like, even though price charting is probably, I'm not going to say probably, they're spot on with sales, but just because somebody sells something for cheaper, they don't know what they got, even though it does have an effect in the market, especially if you're buying it, but it shouldn't swing it that low. So I'm like, okay, well, something's wrong here just by the way these sales have happened. So I went to eBay and I started looking at new ones and I found a few and I didn't find none of them cheaper than $3,000. Yeah. I mean, and I just started laughing. I was like, Josh would lose his shit. Yeah. So we'll call it a hundred dollar cart. I got a hundred dollars in one hand or a hundred dollar cart of King of Dragons in my left hand. And I got $50 cash. And I say, take one of them, Josh. What are you taking? I'm taking the 50 on this. I'm taking the 52. Not to say that this isn't a good game, but this is not no damn $100 game. No, it's uh, absolutely not. This has been influenced due to the community. Yeah, I have a problem with it being $100. I mean, you know, complete in box, if you told me it was $300, I'd say it probably ain't that bad. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. But uh, that's pretty much it. Is there anything that uh you have to say before we put this into uh the rankings the rankings no i think i'm good okay uh do you want me to go first you want to go first uh i'll go first okay good because i gotta figure out what i'm doing here so mine so far this season number one is mighty Morphin power rangers number two pieces three miss pac-man four mario is missing and five is forming for real I think I'm going to probably throw this at my number two. I think the whatever this game is called, what is it? King of Dragons? Yes. Dragon King? King of Dragon Nuts. <laughs> so, he is now number two. So, you got Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And King of Dragon. King of Dragons. And then Pieces down. So, Pieces, number three, Miss Pac-Man, number four, and Foreman, uh, Mario is Missing, number five, and Foreman for Real, number six. And there's no doubt that this game's better than Foreman for Real and Miss uh, Pac-Man. Yeah. And I do think this game is better than Mario is Missing. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, it's not number one. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is better than this game. Uh, yeah. I think uh, even though I think this game is way more challenging than Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you're kind of like in a straight-up beat-em-up again. And I think Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, even though it was kind of an easy game, was still better. We beat it. Yes. Uh, now, I think that I could probably beat this game, but like I say, going and playing it over and over, and I, like, I don't have the... the uh, it loses the replayability. Yeah. yeah. I think to be able to play this and beat it, Nowadays, is like it, it's gonna have that replayability factor, or you got to use a game genie, or if you're one of these sick bastards out here that do speedruns, I need to go watch one of their speedruns. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm done with this game forever. I think I'm done too. So, so where are you ranking it? So it's it's really right there in pieces. It's pieces better than it, and I kind of feel like the game is, but the game's. Uh, it's I, not a lot two pieces. I'll tell you my reasoning why. And, I and I kind of feel like I'm a little jaded too because it's like I did get to play the co-op on King of Dragons. You but did. I did two on pieces. I watched it and it did look pretty nuts. But you you tell me what you got on your mind. But I'll say the reason why I moved pieces down is I, again, it comes back to the five player co-op of pieces. If we could have played that, Guaranteed pieces would probably be number one on this list. I think I've got King of Dragons above pieces as well, and it's not a slot on pieces. I just it's the party it's right mode. there. Yeah, I, to me, I think the selling point would have been the party mode. If you ask me ten minutes from now, which is a better game, I might say pieces. I don't know. It's pretty close right there. Uh, so I think I'm, I'm with you. We both got Mighty Morphin Power Rangers at number one, King of Dragons at number two, Pieces at number three. I've got Mario is missing above Miss Pac-Man, and then Foreman for real. You got Miss Pac-Man, Mario is missing, and then Foreman for real. So uh, we can we can 
agree that Foreman for real is by far the worst. It was the worst this season. And uh, the, I, I still don't think it's Untouchables bad. I think no. Untouchables is the epitome of, of like, I think if somebody, if you told me, hey, I played Baldur, the new Baldur's Gate and it sucked. It was one of the worst games I ever played. I'd say Untouchables bad. Like that is the like a measuring yeah, stick. Yeah. And if you said it's close or it's in the conversation, I'd be like, man, this is a shitty game. Yeah, yeah, no. But like, because I was like, it'd be like, no, it, it's okay compared to Untouchables, <laughs> you know. So I think Untouchables, uh, it may be the worst game we ever play, that we play on here, Josh. It could be. I mean, that was a terrible game. I know if I, we play a game that is going to say it's in the conversation, I don't know. I might have to go back and play Untouchables to just see. The, yeah, that, that was my thought too. If we play another game that's just as bad, I got to rerun it because I got to get the comparison. I have to. We may have to do an episode of Untouchables versus it to, oh, to yeah, give something to see. that bad, you know. <laughs> but I guess that's going to wrap us up. You got any predictions for? Uh, the, I mean, we're over halfway through the third season here. Uh, so, uh, what do you have, uh, your prediction? Uh, uh, I'm going to say some type of sports game. I think we got to go something with Foreman for real. So I don't know if it's going to be boxing or what, but I mean, boxing is a sport. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm just going to tell you. I was watching some YouTube video. I don't know if it's like Retro Rick or something like that. And I seen there was a Mega Man soccer, like a legitimate miniature soccer ball. And I'm like, I want that until I seen the price of it. So I would still say Mega Man soccer. I'm Jones and Ford. Like I'm seeing it <laughs> everywhere. So I hope if we do get a sports game, uh, you want Mega that. Man soccer? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that we're going to get a game with Looney Tunes, not Tiny Tunes. Loon- but I think we're going to get one of the Roadrunner games. I just got a feeling. Okay. And I don't think I'm a fan of one of those games. But I'm going to say that we're going to have a game that has a, I guess if I say a Looney Tune in it, technically the Tiny Tunes probably does have a Looney Tune in it. Like yeah, they but, probably got Buds, Daffy, Taz. But we'll go with Looney Tunes for me. And you got sports, so I guess we're going to roll it and see what happens. That's it. See you.